0: Why do some people lift their hands in church? Is it just because they're trying to get attention?
1: <laughs> look at me, look at me. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, we're going to see that in uh, in just a little bit in this chapter here. So we're next. This is chapter 17. Yeah, I got it right this time. We had to re-record because I was in Exodus 18,
1: put in like a whole.
0: Yeah, and it's such a great chapter. You got to make sure you read tomorrow. Tomorrow's Saturday. all about in-laws. Yeah. Moses gets a lecture from mm-hmm. his in-law. Yeah. But so that's get, not today. Yeah, that's not today, but read it tomorrow. Yeah. All right, so um, anyway, you're listening Between the Lines. I'm Scott. I'm Junior. And I'll start reading. At the Lord's command, the whole community of Israel left the wilderness of sin and moved from place to place. Eventually, they kept, camped at Rephidim, and there was no water there for the people to drink. So once more, the people complained against Moses, give us water to drink, they demanded. How would you pronounce that? Ref- what I said, Rephidim? Just curious. Rephidim. Oh, okay. I probably would have rolled Same. the R just to sound classier Rephidim. There you go. <laughs> Quiet Moses replied. <laughs> I like that. That's what I want to say sometimes.
1: What a babysitter
0: though if you think yeah. about it. It's like, "Hey, we're thirsty." And once like, more they complain against Moses, "Give us water to drink." Quiet Moses replied, <laughs> "I would love to do that." <laughs> Quiet. <laughs> <laughs> why are you complaining against me and why are you testing the Lord? But tormented by thirst, they continued to argue with Moses. You know, in the New Testament, you know, it talks about how there were thousands that were put to death because of their murmuring because yeah. God Hates murmuring. He hates murmuring. Yeah. It's the opposite of worship. Just like you hate it when your kids murmur. Yeah. God hates our murmuring. Yeah. All right. So anyway, why, why do you, what, what, you know, and they, but, but tormented by thirst, they continue to argue with Moses. Why'd you bring us out of Egypt? And why are you trying to kill us, our children, our livestock with thirst? And Moses cried out to the Lord, what should I do with these people? They are ready to stone me. And the Lord said to Moses, walk out in front of the people. Take your staff, the one you used when you struck the water of the Nile, and call some of the elders of Israel to join you. I will stand before you on the rock of Mount Sinai. Strike the rock, and the water will come gushing out. Then the people will be able to drink. So Moses struck the rock as he was told, and water gushed out of as the elders looked on.
1: And you know, this is uh, I know we said this like earlier this week. You don't want to like read into anything that maybe not be there, but I do. I some commentators do talk about how. The rock here could symbolize Jesus, that Jesus was struck on our I think it's, behalf yeah. and then gives life Well, and to the, us. The
0: production of life, in fact, it was here on the Mount Sinai, which interestingly enough, I mean, there's some debate over where Mount Sinai is, but but I, my preferred location has a really interesting rock that is split in yeah. two. It's called Jabel El Laws. It's up high in the desert, where there's no evidence of water anywhere around, except right there. There are smooth stones, yeah, that obviously had for a time rushing water and over them, smoothing uh, with stones a split
1: off. rock at the top, yeah, and the top of the of the mountain is is charred.
0: The top of the mountain there is charred, right? Which yeah. will come later out, uh, you know, with yeah. the giving of the law when the when God brings fire down on the mountain, yeah. So anyway, um.
1: Jabel El Verse, Laws. If you ever want to look that up, it is a really cool uh, picture. It
0: is, yeah. Uh so the seven. people may be able to drink. So Moses struck the rock, and he, as he was told, in the water gushed out. Uh, and the, uh, as the elders looked on, Moses called the place Massa, which means Massa, and Meribah, or you'd say Meribah, <laughs> which means arguing, because the people of Israel argued with Moses and tested the Lord by saying, "Is the Lord?" here with us or not how many verses we got here again Why Don't you yeah pick up right there in verse eight
1: well the people of israel will we're still at
0: refidim <laughs>
1: the warriors of emos you know
0: funny i get more comments pe- that people have such a fun time with our mispronunciations <laughs> and are arguing about pronunciations <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> right. They, they actually miss genesis because of us arguing about oh, how yeah. to pronounce names
1: yeah and we have no idea what we're arguing no. about. The warriors of Amalek attacked them. Moses commanded Joshua, "Choose some men to go out and fight the army of Amalek for us." Now that's a that's a tall order for Joshua because he's mm. like, "I'm Moses. I'm, I'm staring at a bunch of people who, who are brickmakers. There's no yeah. warriors. Here. None of us have ever been in. I've never been in a battle. What are you talking we were about? Slaves. Yep. Tomorrow I will stand at the top of the hill, holding the staff of God in my hand." So Joshua did what Moses had commanded and fought the army of Amalek. Meanwhile, Moses and Aaron and her. Now, I do want to point this out. Mm -hmm. Joshua did not argue with Moses. Joshua did not argue with Mm -hmm. Moses. Joshua then became the leader. Yeah. So a sign of a leader who should rise within an organization is somebody who does not always push back and, and fight. Now, yes, they will challenge, but they're not going to be complainers. They are... They're going to do. They're going to be encouraging
0: positive people that may sometimes yeah. uh, have a good attitude in their challenging. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Before you can be in leadership, you must submit. Yeah. And sometimes I, I know people who it's like, man, you got so much potential, but you'll never be a leader because you can't submit. Yeah. And we see Joshua submitting here. So Joshua did what Moses had commanded and fought the army of Amalek. Meanwhile, Moses and Aaron and Her climbed to the top of the nearby hill. As long as Moses held up the staff in his hand, the Israelites had the advantage. But whenever he dropped his hand, the Am- the Amalekites gained the advantage. So Moses' arms became too tired; he could no longer hold them up. So Aaron and Hur found a stone for him to sit on. They then stood on each side of Moses, holding up his hands. So his hands held steady until sunset. <laughs> As a result, Joshua overwhelmed the army of Am- Amalek in like, battle.
0: Why is something like that so important? Yeah, because there's a picture there that God wants to get across. In fact, and you find this actually throughout the Old and New Testaments that. Um, that the raising of hands is is a reaching out towards God and it's an expression of dependence on God. And in the Old Testament, particularly, actually in the New Testament as well, it was a prayer posture. Like we read more about the lifting of hands in prayer than we do getting on the knees mm-hmm. in prayer. That's a rare thing to see in scripture. It's it's really all about lifting your hands towards God. They did this when they prayed. So why do we do this in worship? I I, I actually lift my hands when we're talking to God, you know, yeah. I don't, you know, when it's a, you know, and we're saying, uh, you know, talking about God's goodness or something or a testimony, I, I typically don't raise my hands at that point, but I do, when we're addressing God, my hands go up mm-hmm. and I used to, I used to be judgmental about people doing this. And I feel badly about that. I used to think, yeah, they're just trying to act like they're super spiritual. They're not more spiritual than me just because they lift her, you know, I, and I was, it was terrible. And I and I do suspect that's how why, what some people are doing. And I also get that you know sometimes you're thinking yeah, it's not my personality to be you know, to be showy or you know whatever to be out Which is there. Why you should do it all the more? Yes, because what it will do for you. It's amazing how our spirits respond to our physical activity.
1: So here we have Moses. Lifting his hands in worship and prayer, really surrender. That's why we lift our hands. It's kind of like a child lifting mm-hmm. up their hands to be picked up. It's what yeah, we do to it is. Yeah. We do God. It's an act of humility. Um, and when he would lower his hands, the his army would start losing, which kind of goes to show when you stop worshiping, you stop winning. Mm. You go throughout. And some of the most meaningful worship is when you go throughout a week, and it's just a hell of a week in the sense of, and I don't mean that as a swear word, but like you just feel like you're going through hell. Of just yeah, Jack, you, you, you
0: turn us off here? I don't want to have that word on there.
1: <laughs> but you're just so opposed by everybody and you're hurting. But then you come into worship, community worship with your brothers and sisters, mm-hmm. and you lift your hands and, and just total surrender. That's that moment where your spirit is reminded, no, I, I have one who goes before me. And when I don't lift my hands in worship, that's when I stop.
0: That's when I and stop. Could praying. it be that what is holding you back from victory in that area that you just so badly to? See, taken care of could it be that your pride and you're 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 claiming its personality but i think it's pride that your pride is holding you back from really addressing god being willing to step outside of your comfort zone get your hands in the air and go to god about this yeah could it be because it was here it was here could it be even that way in your life
1: sometimes and i don't want to belabor the point but we only have a couple more verses here yeah um, sometimes the most meaningful worship is when you feel like you're losing. Mm-hmm. I've seen people who they lost their wife Saturday night and they're worshiping on Sunday morning with their yeah. hands up. And I've, I've said something to them like, yeah. man, just seeing you worship was was incredible to me. And they said, that's what I needed. I yeah. needed. And so there should be those moments in our week where we're just like, I'm craving for for corporate worship mm-hmm. because that's what I, that's what I need. To remind cre- myself. We were
0: created for that, yes. Yeah. You want to finish up? Yep.
1: 14. It says, after the victory, the Lord instructed Moses, write this down on a scroll as a permanent reminder and read it out loud to Joshua, which he did because mm-hmm. we're reading it right now. Yeah. I'll erase the memory of Amalek from under heaven. Moses built an altar there and named it Yahweh Nisi, which means the Lord is my banner. He said, They have raised their fist against the Lord's throne. So now the Lord will be at war with Amalek generation
0: after generation. Mm. Oh. All right, All right, we're in Proverbs 27. So if you want to flip over in your Bibles to Proverbs 27, unless you're driving, then just listen. But uh, again, I encourage you to do put it on uh, your, the app on and listen to the whole proverb. I had a hard time picking one because just so many great verses in this chapter. But in verse 21 a Proverbs 27, verse 21, it says, fire tests the purity of silver and gold, but a person is tested by being praised. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. How we respond to praise is a test.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Are we going to take it to heart by thinking, yeah, all right. Is it going to, you know, and I, I don't like it when people say, well, I don't want to give you a big head, but that was a, you know, that was good or, you know, whatever. And no, it's not our job to hold a person back from getting a big head. It's our job to encourage, and we should encourage and we should offer genuine and authentic praise to people. But how do you take that? Yeah, Because, and honestly, there are some people I'm careful about because I sense so much pride and I sense that when they hear positive things right away, it just, it's just, they, they're, they're they crave it too much or they just eat it up too much. Um, how are you yeah. when people praise you? Well,
1: I tell our speakers and I kind of got this from you, dad, but I tell our especially our younger speakers, you know, when they preach a sermon and people are so nice in the lobby yeah. afterwards. Hey,
0: nice sermon, nice sermon. And, and sometimes it's the worst sermons get the most uh, accolades. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> because they want you to feel better. Right, you
1: know? right. They feel bad for you. But I tell our, our younger speakers, like, you know, they're being nice to you. Mm-hmm. Don't listen to that. I mean, yes, listen to it and say thank you. But like, just remember, like, that's not why you're preaching first off. Right. They're just being nice. Yep um and and also you're preaching as as god's mouthpiece because that's what a sermon is is like i'm speaking truth on behalf of god from scripture and so i'm not doing this for the praise of people and so those little comments in the don't let those go to your Mm -hmm. head that's not why you do what you do
0: right right and we want them to be uh self-critical in that we want them to listen to their sermons and be able to pick them apart and get better at it yeah um but yeah and and i'm glad people are encouraging that way but how do you handle it when you're encouraged Let's be careful that we remain humble, and we 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 say thank you. You don't just say, "Oh, it was not, me, not me. you know. No, no, I did terrible. Don't do that. That's just fishing for more. Instead, just say thank you so much. That that really makes me feel good. And then thank God. Or,
1: well, sometimes it's really Christiany to, the, and I've seen Christians do this. Like, I'll tell them, like, "Hey, that was a really great like sermon." And I'll be like, "Hey, all glory to God." Yeah. <laughs> like why don't you just say thanks man yeah like what, what yeah. are you doing <laughs> i get it. it's a good all right. heart all right it's national day of what national cranky co-workers day Ooh. hey here's a here's an idea for today you got that cranky coworker in the office just go bless them yeah and they can kind of walk away smiling going
0: they, they have no even idea know I, it's yeah. cranky Coworker day
1: <laughs>
0: hey hey if you're a bridge staff let's all be really nice to maddie trinick oh yeah
1: she's that cranky coworker. <laughs> All right. Well, she's probably going to cut us up in because she writes the descriptions for these. So <laughs> she's going to get the last laugh is what she's going to ah, get. We love you, Maddie. Yep, and you're not cranky. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Make it a good day today. <laughs> Make be it a, a great weekend. Right? Yeah.
0: Make it a great weekend. Read. Read tomorrow on Sunday and be in church. Right. See you Monday morning.